how do I get the support of that person that I want to cheer me on and celebrate me is to stop doing some things. Mm -hmm. Because so many people in our community are potentially doing that. I feel unsupported in my YouTube channel. The reason they're not supporting you is because you're also trying to write a book mm -hmm. and start a blog. And it's actually three channels you want to start. And you told them last week that you were going to start something else. And the week before you that you were going to start something else. Stepping out to become a YouTuber or trying something new in general can be not only scary for you, but it can start to affect the relationships that are around you. And in today's episode, we are diving headfirst into unsupportive household members. My name is Heather Torres, and I'm the host of the Think Media Podcast, the number one podcast to help you grow your influence on YouTube and then turn that influence into a high profit and a high impact online business. And in today's episode, we are diving into the questions that you asked on our Think Community tab. And today's episode is brought to you by winthistech.com. This is a brand new holiday bundle that we are giving away all the way up until December 20th. You can enter to win at winthistech.com. We are giving away a microphone, lighting, and the new Sony ZV-E10. You can get all the details of how to enter at winthistech.com. Now your questions were submitted on our Think Community tab and today's question comes from the Thrifty Fawn. She says, how do you deal with unsupportive housemates and family members? Well, let's jump into today's featured conversation all around this topic. So ultimately, there's no worse feeling than feeling alone, feeling mm -hmm. unsupported. And I think that a lot, a question we get in all the time is how do you deal with unsupportive family members? Or maybe you just feel like your family members are indifferent, like they just don't care, they don't celebrate you. Heather, I'm curious, uh, in your journey of entrepreneurship over the last 10 years, we have seven questions that can really frame this up, but I'm curious about your story. I'll share a story um, about times when maybe you felt unsupported in your entrepreneurial dreams. Yeah, for me, I actually, I have two stories. One very much specific to entrepreneurship and one that really is just something happening like right now from what we're doing because I think it goes even just beyond just YouTube and 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 building a business. Um, I think the first one I think back to is when I uh, was really getting heavy into online marketing, really wanting to understand it, really wanting to learn it. And my husband, um, you know, he had done the traditional route. He had gone to college. He had gotten a good job, um, and everything seemed very traditional. And here I was, right, a young twenty-four-year-old at the time wanting to figure out this new thing. And I was like, hey, I'm gonna buy all these courses online, right? From these people you don't know and maybe do something with them. And my husband, not that he wasn't, it, he wasn't against it, I, um, but he was definitely like, whoa, let's pump the brakes here for a second, you know? And I'm over here thinking, the 10 steps ahead of where we were at the time. And, you know, through throughout the process of entrepreneurship, it's really just been, I'm not a really good communicator in my plans of what I think is going to happen. So back in when we were, um, when I was just learning, I decided to use the rest of my college tuition to purchase online courses from different people to learn how to do online marketing. Um, he was very much like, well, are you actually going to do something with this? Mm. Because I have... Uh, a tendency to buy things like books, um, like courses, and not do them. 
And so it wasn't that he was unsupportive in the dream, but he was very much unsupportive in the micro decisions that led us to it because I wasn't sharing the full vision. I wasn't helping him see where I wanted this to go and what I could do with it because to him, he wanted something more traditional. It was scary to step out and be an entrepreneur. It was scary to not know what the next step was gonna be and to go into debt to be able to do this. So that's one story. And then secondly, if you know me here at Think Media, you know I am obsessed with RVs. That's my life goal is to travel with my family in an RV. And you know I want to spend quite a bit of money to make this investment happen. Isaiah, not so much, right? He's seeing like, let's buy a house. Let's do something that's more sustainable. And I'm like, no, let's buy an F-250 and let's make this dream happen, right? And so it's not that he's unsupportive. It's just that I need to learn to communicate. So that's just a little bit of where we are um, and how I actually do interpret it as unsupportive to my dreams and visions. But it really is just that I need to be better at where we going together. Yeah, that's so powerful because I think these questions in a second are going to help us turn the lens upon ourselves. Mm -hmm. We say, why are they not supporting me? Mm -hmm. When really maybe the question is, what could I be doing different that would actually help them support me or understand what it is I'm doing? You know, for me, it's also kind of pre-YouTube and entrepreneurship. When Sonia and I got married in uh, 2000 um, and 2005, and we were super young, we're 21 years old, and so you're also, I mean, I, I heard men's brains don't even fill it, finish developing until they're 25. So like I'm making a ton of mistakes. I don't understand a lot of what's going on, but we're also in ministry really heavy. And at the time my vision was ministry. I'm in youth ministry. That was our focus. We were in Bible school together. We were interns together. And this might also kind of relate to that friction, unsupportive type of a thing. Like, because one of the things that would happen to us is we would always get in fights. Mm-hmm. It seemed that the mission, in this case, ministry, and the mission could be build the business or build YouTube, was this point that created a lot of tension and conflict. Mm-hmm. And so every Wednesday was youth group night, and every Wednesday afternoon we would fight. Like mm-hmm. one out, like every single week we would get in a fight, we'd be like in our Honda Civic, and and sure enough, and, and that I think, it points to this, and, and I'm feeling unsupported, because right. I'm also thinking like tonight is like, the Super Bowl every week, right? And and do you understand the, what this is doing to my brain? What this is doing? Fast forward to today, in Think Media world, there's been a few years during Growth Video Live between the end of one night and we had a bonus day the next day. We got in like one of the biggest fights of our marriage. This idea that you said it, communication. Mm-hmm. You said it like really understanding the other person and not just taking for granted that their support should be just implicit, assumed that no matter what you're doing. And so I've learned a lot that a lot of times on shoot days, like we're doing a shoot day right now, a bat shoot day. And sometimes on a bat shoot day where I'm like, honey, like this is the hardest thing I do in in my my career. You know, like it's like I got all the things set up. I want to get my mindset right. Now we're fighting for 90 minutes. We were building out the battle station up in Seattle. And uh, one one morning we got into it and Kyle was coming over. And it was, she even told me, she said, now's not the time to get into it. And we got into this fight and Kyle probably felt the vibes. He was coming over to, we're working on the battle station. He walks in and I'm still like lobbing things out and whatnot. Just kind of goes back to this idea, right? When you're fine, you're maybe feeling unsupported. What's really going on there? So here's seven questions to ask. How do you deal with unsupported family members in your YouTube journey? How do you deal with maybe those that are not celebrating you? Question number one, 
are they actually really unsupportive or are you just interpreting it that way? What do you think about that? Yeah, I uh, this question for me has been one of the biggest questions that I am constantly asking myself in this journey. And uh, again, I mean, I see marriage as a blessing, right? I, I do believe that two become one. And in that there is friction, iron sharpens iron. And when I think about, you know, are they actually unsupportive or am I interpreting that way? I 100% of the time interpret it that way. Mm. I go there every single time. You don't believe in me, you don't trust me. And it really is actually just my interpretation of how I'm feeling at the moment, where he just needs some facts. He asks a question. He asks a question. Like, hey, so tell me a little bit more about that. Oh, you're opposing this if you're questioning it at all. Yeah, or, or hey, um, I thought you said you were gonna be done at two. No, it's a long shoot day. We're not done until five. Okay, well, we had plans. Like, and, yeah. and I'm like, oh, so you do, so great. So everything I'm doing actually doesn't matter. And he's like, no, we actually just had plans, you know? Yeah. And then it does, it sets us into this spiral where really it's just that he, where I'm talking about my spouse because it's really you know where where I feel the most tension um, is that I'm interpreting that he's not supportive because I actually have not communicated all of the things that are happening in my brain you mm-hmm. know and um, and for me yeah it's always going to the interpretation and yeah there are times when he is unsupportive. But that is also a good thing at sometimes too. I will go off the rails if I had freedom to just do and be and say and you yeah. know all the things. And he's like, hey, remember that life plan we had? Like, let's let's stay on that course a little bit. So yeah. I interpret it that way. And over my journey as an entrepreneur, I've had to realize that not everyone sees the world the same way I do. And it may take people a little bit longer. I'm also a dreamer. My husband's very analytical. You and I, we are both dreamers. Our spouses are both more in that analytical, more realist uh, phase. And so, yeah, I automatically go to that. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I just think that uh, similarly, I think we have to recognize that we're under pressure. And sometimes building a YouTube channel is stressful. You got a lot on your mind. And and it might be pushing you to where you're almost on the verge of breaking, Mm -hmm. you know, where you're just trying to hold it together emotionally because you want to focus, you want to show up. And then whether it's a spouse, a partner, uh, a roommate, you know, you live with your sister or somebody else. And again, they just say like, like, hey, uh, if you're going to be shooting videos in the kitchen, will I be able to use it at six for my dinner party tonight? And you're like, why are you now opposing my YouTube dreams? You know, but I think it's recognizing that again, you may just be interpreting it that way. They do support you, but it's okay for them to question you. Okay, question number two, have you put yourself in their shoes? Mm -hmm. That's so good, right? Have Mm -hmm. you put yourself in their shoes in terms of uh, how they might be feeling? Again, it seems, it's kind of crazy. You're like, so I want to, be a YouTuber, you know? What even is what that? What is that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what does that even mean? And we're talking about pioneering and pressing into essentially a new category, an undefined category. Mm-hmm. Have you put yourself in their shoes that maybe you've been reading YouTube secrets? You watched all of VRA. You've been listening to the Think Media podcast for two years. Mm-hmm. You've been studying all other YouTube entrepreneurship and other, you immerse yourself in it eight hours a day. They have done None of that. Right. So they have like kind of no context and your you, all of this brain transformation you've gone through, it's sounding fresh and new to them. So get into their shoes in mm-hmm. terms of communicating. Yeah, I even think about this with my parents. My parents have always quote unquote supported my decisions. But when I was like, hey, by the way, I'm gonna drop out of college 
I'm not going to become, and my dad served in the military for 26 years, very traditional in his viewpoints and, and, and wanting security for his children. So when I'm like, and yeah, by the way, I'm gonna like start this online business thing. He, he, it wasn't that he didn't, he just didn't even know what it was. Yep. He still really doesn't even know what we do. He's like, you make YouTube videos and then they pay you. How does this happen? And so over time, I have to realize that especially when you when you think about maybe your parents or an older sibling or something like that this is fresh and new still mm -hmm. the the online economy the youtube the creator economy is still so fresh and new so you're right we've immersed ourselves you've probably been thinking about your youtube channel you've probably been reading the books you've probably been doing these things for a while you've probably been watching youtube for longer than the people maybe in your life have because you're interested in it so yeah putting yourself in their shoes is such a big piece to say oh maybe i should slow down and actually say like what am I trying to do? What is this thing? Maybe give some examples of some people who are successful so that they can go and start doing their research on it as well. And that brings us to question number three. Now, are you communicating your vision clearly? Have you educated them? So if you're in their shoes and you go, okay, wait a minute, they probably, I need to really slow down and explain this. Mm -hmm. um, and this also is a very powerful exercise because again, the reason why they may be unsupportive is because there's just a total lack of clarity. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you might have a lack of clarity if you're not sure of your business model. Like, how are you gonna make money? I don't even know, I'm just going to. Well, then you might wanna get a little clearer than that. Like if, if you're unclear, I guarantee your family and friends and people around you, like it's gonna seem even more ambiguous to them. So this is actually kind of a good exercise to say, number one, have you taken the time to educate whoever this unsupportive person is into the details? And that could be, that could challenge you to maybe really galvanize your ideas. Okay, here's my plan. Here's how I'm going to execute it. Uh, I'm going, have you ever sat down and said, Listen, uh, can, would it be okay with you if I spend five hours a week or if I spend 10 hours a week, I'm gonna be dil diligent with this time. Here's my vision. I wanna chip away at building a, a YouTube channel. I understand we have other things going on. Um, and this is a good opportunity to how can you educate? Mm -hmm. um, tell stories. Mm -hmm. Here, like, so w what exactly are you doing? How do you even make money? Well, here's an example of someone I'm following. Here's what Think Media is doing. Mm -hmm. Here's what this specific person in my niche is doing. Here's the way they're, they're making money. I've actually studied them out a little bit. It took them a couple years. That's my vision. So my vision is I'm, I, that's what I want to do as well. And I think that I really have it in me. And, and what do you think about that? Could you join me on this? It's going to be really hard for someone to support your vision if you haven't clarified and communicated your vision. Yeah, and maybe this has happened with you. I know for me specifically, the things that I care about in my vision are not actually the things that Isaiah cares about in the vision. You know, so for me, I'm like, I'm gonna help people. I'm gonna, you know, do all these things. Um, I'm gonna be able to, uh, fill in the blank and he's like okay but like who's watching the kids on Tuesday you know like so so being understanding I mean we could go back to so much that you've even helped people on the podcast with just understanding how to communicate what is the thing that really matters to them have you noticed this in your life with Sonia just the idea of like 100%. when you're saying this is what I want the I'm going to, be. to change the world yeah. she's like well the Garage has been so dirty for so long, and that's my highest value. Like, yes. would you actually help me clean the garage? You're like, but I'm changing nations. Yes. You know? Yeah. And so, yeah, you're right. Like, understanding the other person, mm -hmm. because that's the dream of also an effective YouTube business. Yeah. Like, like it, your, your motive, mission-driven impact, 
it's a legitimate motive. Yeah. What about our bills? Right. Um, like what about like actually our family? Yeah. How are we going to feed our kids? You go, okay, inside of this vision, we're not just going to be able to make a significant difference in the lives of people. We can also make a significant living. Mm-hmm. And so honey, on the other side of this, you know, mom, dad, on the other side of this, this is the fastest growing small business type. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's a report from Signal Fire. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, here's a study of 1,400 content entrepreneurs. Like, this is a real thing. And so this will be able to achieve the values you have. This can fulfill your love languages as well, as well as mine. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Now, the next one is, um, do you have reputation for follow through? Now. Ouch. Stepping on a, little, a couple. This toes. is the one you said in your story. This was me, and 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 actually, I'll defend myself a little. <laughs> uh, entrepreneurship is failing over and over. It is the idea of can you pick yourself back up? What does that look like? And it's framing it for the other person because it wasn't that I was untrustworthy. It was that I was interested in a lot of things. Sure. At the same time, that all costs money, right? Okay. So, yeah. so in that, you know, was I following through on being a wedding planner? I mean, sure, I had done a couple weddings and I was making a little bit of side income, but I was investing all of it back mm. into it. Was I good at or was I following through on helping other small businesses do social media? Yes. And I was also interested in fitness. Like, so I was all over the place. And so it felt like I wasn't following through. Now we look back, my husband and I talk about it and he's like, oh, I see that you were just trying to figure out your thing. But I was not communicating that. Mm. I was just bouncing from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. And so my track record of following through was very low, right? And even up until the point, I mean, I remember vividly calling him after you and I had sat down at coffee and I was like, I, we, I, I, you know, but he already knew we were going to meet for coffee, right? We have boundaries in our marriage. And, and, uh, and I said, this is going to be amazing. Everything's like, this is going to be so awesome. We're going to create this course. We're going to like change the freaking world. And he was like, okay, <laughs> sure. You yeah. know, and, and not that he doubted me, but rather than just going full fledged into supporting me, he just kind of had a little guard up because, yeah. oh, this is Heather with another Heather thing. Sure. I am a verbal processor. And even John on our team right now, you know, uh, uh, you're going to be like, Heather, why are you talking about this RV so much? I'm obsessed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to sell it. I was going to keep it. And John goes, do you just pivot in real time? And I go, yes, mm. that's yeah. my personality. I am pivoting in real time. Yeah. That can show uh, signs of non-follow through and not being trustworthy. So it's actually just communicating. Now I say, I am verbally processing this. I've not made a decision. I'm just verbally processing. So what about you? Well, yeah. So we're turning the mirror back on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Again, we are demanding or asking or hoping, why are they not supporting me? What's your reputation? Yeah. And, um, you know, that whole, I would say hearing your story, you were following through and at least there was those micro wins or, yes. or big wins, but they were kind of scattered. And that sort of speaks to maybe the power of focus and not even that you had evidence of hustle. I will. One of the things I learned growing up is I got to actually watch my stepdad and my mom and I got to watch my mom go from network marketing company to network mm. marketing company to network marketing company. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was these magnets. These were all cool, too. These like magnets that would like release tension and yeah. like massage things called Nikan and uh, these whatever. And I remember, it, again, it costs like a couple grand to get started with uh, one company. And you kind of do it for a while. And then the question is, is there any sales? And even if there's not sales, are you like smashing the phones? Are you like hitting the pavement? Are you driving door to door? Like, are you hitting all your friends up? And that sometimes it was like you get into the dream of things, but you don't necessarily back it up with the hustle. So I watched that. And then sure enough, it was like, okay, 
this didn't work out. Oh, there's another one though I want to join. And I don't, so now I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at both sides. I'm like, okay, if I put mm-hmm. myself in my stepdad's shoes, he, it, not even, again, not even necessarily just actual success and revenue, even just what are your actions? Yeah. What, what, what is your, are you actually hustling? Are you in there working? I see this happen in a lot of people we coach, a lot of peers, other men that I mentor. Again, they say they got big dreams for business, but then they're playing video games all the time and they don't have a gaming channel. That's right. So it's like, so then if you think your spouse is supposed to say like, you're not hustling though, like you're still, literally life or death might be on this. You got your day job and you're trying to get your side hustle to monetize. What business do you have not really hustling? Mm-hmm. And it's not that you can't do play some video games or something for a little time to unwind, but a lot of times people do that out of fear. They get the idea, but then they procrastinate away the work they need to do. I will say, not trying to, uh, just to soberly judge my past, one thing Sonia always knew about me was I just freaking hustled my face off. True. Like I went just all in, even if it was not necessarily seeming to be effective. So she never really doubted my work ethic. Um, there was times though that I was pr- definitely probably spending my time like you in the wrong place, mm-hmm. spinning my wheels. And again, if I chipped away at one thing that was less meaningful and then I, she got home and she's like, well, you said you were gonna get all this done and I made one thumbnail for eight hours because I, I, I wasn't managing my time well. All of those details, all of those details are, you know, super important. And uh, and just do you have a reputation for fi- follow through? Yeah. Number five, are you skilled at what you're doing? Oh man, and this is this is something people need to soberly. I think all these questions you should be evaluating on a regular basis. But this one specifically, are you actually skilled in what you're doing? Their unsupportiveness mm-hmm. feeling might be them actually not saying. You're actually not really good at that, you know. And like, it, hey, Sonia, yeah. I have decided I want to be in the NBA. Yeah. Like, I, I like I'm changing. I'm going into the NBA, and she's like, I don't support that. Why do you? She wants support. You know, uh-huh. support me. That's an extreme example, mm-hmm. but that's the ultimate example. Mm-hmm. Like self awareness. Mm-hmm. There's a thin line between self awareness. There's a thin line between ambition, and 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 leaning, stretching into gifting and delusion. Truth. And sometimes it's hard. Are, are, do we have what it takes? Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah, and I think this is, uh, you know, when we're coaching uh, and, and helping people in this, it, it's not that you can't start a YouTube channel when you're excited about something new, but my best advice is just pause before, if you're just jumping into, say like Kyle from our team just got a new Jeep. It's not like he doesn't know about Jeeps, but like maybe this is like his first experience with it, right? Maybe don't start a Jeep channel right away. Like, see if this is something you're really into. See if this is something you really want to be in community with. See if this is, you know, because the self-awareness of saying, are you actually good at this? Like, are you good at teaching? Are you good? Are you really good at mechanics? Are you really good at um, finance? Whatever it is that you're jumping into. I see this happen a lot, too, when people start to change maybe their diet or their um or in their finances and they're like, oh, I wanna start helping other people. And it's like, let's work the journey a little bit, make sure we've got some receipts Mm. to show that you can help. And that was a big thing of what you even did in your journey. You're like, I'm not gonna just start helping people in VRA, I'm gonna actually like coach people privately, make sure this 
program works and then go deeper into it. And I think more people need to actually know that patience is a part of this process and that someone's unsupportiveness isn't actually them attacking you. It's maybe just them subtly saying, maybe put a little bit more work in before we start going into it. I think that's strong. And of course, this applies directly to, I think one of the things that speaks, maybe your skill is low, but can your hustle be high? It's good. Here's where I fail a lot is I'm really into, I've never really been able to commit to a workout plan. I've been able to commit to to running. Um, but one of the things that I do, I don't really buy infomercial stuff, but I'm on Amazon all the time. I buy exercise bands and I'm like, ooh, this looks cool. I buy these little exercise tools. So there's like constant packages coming to my door, little recovery things like massage guns mm-hmm. and things like that. Well, I could imagine in Sonia's mind being like, why do you need that massage gun? You never actually push your muscles muscles to the limit. You know what I mean? Like it's a logical, like play it out. Like yeah. why do you need these recovery tools since you haven't actually <laughs> even opened up the bands that you bought yet? Like are you even really hustling and following through? And sometimes... We, what we do is we talk, we make these declarations mm-hmm. without much credibility or strong reputation. Mm. I think we should talk less, hustle almost in secret, and then make the declaration. That's a different way to approach it. We, we make a declaration. I am going to get Brad Pitt Fight Club ripped, so I'm paying for an expensive gym membership. How about actually commit to 30 hours a day of just push-ups and sit-ups for free? 30 hours a day? <laughs> 30 minutes a day. <laughs> yeah. And, and for for you know six days a week, yeah. and you do that for a whole month, and that person goes, "Wow, you've really been hustling." Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that gym membership makes sense. We like jump the gun, kind of, and then we think people are unsupportive. Mm-hmm. So you flip that back to to YouTube channel or whatever. Like, hey, honey, I want to buy the most expensive camera. Well, you haven't even shot a video yet with your phone. So so skill needs to be developed, but rather than making these bold you know, declarations, sometimes talk literally is cheap mm-hmm. and actions speak louder than words. And so if you can put some actions in that, that you're not declaring anything, but people notice, then your family members see you, then that person sees you, they're like, wow, you've been really consistent. That's good. Building up your skills. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can get behind that. And now you wanna make an investment. Well, let's stretch into, let's say multiple thousand thousands of dollars of investment you have a track record of even a couple months of really doing the thing that could go a long way so good all right number six are you being faithful with the other commitments in your life are you being faithful with the other commitments in your life yeah this is a good one because now we're saying okay so I want to start a YouTube channel. Uh, I want to build my online business. Um, and But man, I feel like they're not supporting us. Sometimes we we get so self-righteous mm. about that cause mm-hmm. that we it's to the neglect of just our day-to-day responsibilities. Yeah. So ask yourself, like, who's depending on you? Like, who what, who, what are the goals and roles in your relationship? And have you been making even deposits and withdrawals? So again, if I hustle all day on my YouTube channel, and I know though that my spouse or my roommate's expectation is, well, the house is cleaned up or did you take the trash out or did you take the mail paid for to the bills or did Mm -hmm. you take care of the kids? If you don't, if you neglect those things, then actually they see your YouTube business, your side hustle as an enemy to the relationship. So why would they support that? Furthermore, if you're 
doing those things, then they would be much more likely to give you grace or leniency. And so it goes back to that parent saying, I feel like my parents aren't supporting me. Where you're like, well, I got my homework done. I've done the, I've done good grades. I'm getting to sleep. So now there's more freedom and trust. And when I think of deposits and withdrawals, this is huge. This is true in teams, marriages, any kind of relationships. Some things you do in a relationship are a deposit, like a deposit at the bank. So when you know what their love language is, or you know what they've asked you to do. Your roommate, hey, can you do put the dishes actually in the dishwasher and not the sink? That's actually a deposit. They have a request, you did it. Awesome. Then you think about a withdrawal though, is maybe like, hey, I really want to bat shoot this Saturday. Could you cover for me? Could mm-hmm. you do this thing? Well, ultimately then that might be a withdrawal, but your question is, what's your balance? Mm-hmm. And too many people are overdrawn. Their mm-hmm. account is overdrawn in terms of, I feel unsupported because all you're doing is it's constantly a burden. The YouTube channel is constantly affecting the relationship uh, negatively. And so are you being faithful with the commitments in your life? Yeah, I, I take this back to even when I think about um, being an early entrepreneur and a young mother. I was pulling myself at two different ends. I was you know, young kiddos and I was also trying to run a business. And so I think about what is even the season of life that you're in? What are you committed to in this season of life? And so I actually started to turn, instead of building, I actually went internal. And I was like, what can I learn? What can I be doing, right? Rather than it being something that was external that was gonna cost us more money or or have me away from the home more or those types of things, I just figured this is the season I'm in. This is only for a short season. We were in the season of my husband building his career, me with the young babies at home, trying to figure out entrepreneurship. And I thought, man, am I already, am I not actually doing the things I need to be doing to my already here commitments, Mm. right? And also thinking I was also signed up for all of these other things. And I had to really soberly evaluate what was I actually gonna give my time to? And for me and my husband, we decided that family comes first, no matter what. Like if the video doesn't get shot, it's okay. Family comes first. If if my kid needs me, family comes first. Those are just commitments we've made. But I have to say no to a lot of other things because we will overcommit ourselves like crazy, especially if you're like me, a recovering people, people pleaser. Someone says, hey, we need someone for this. My hand is the first to go up in the air. And I had to learn to like hold that hand down for a little bit so I don't overcommit so that my goals and dreams could actually come to fruition because I actually could then start working on it. And my husband could see that the time and effort I was putting into the one thing was actually the thing mm. to support rather than saying, hey, can you support me on these five different things really that good. I'm a part of? And that helped us in our marriage and even with my family to see what I was intentionally putting my time and effort into um, and not and not feel like they were against me, but they were for me because they knew what to cheer me on for. I wasn't in five things. I was in one thing and that was what they could really lean in for me with. I do think that sometimes we undervalue that outside perspective and you're exactly right. One of the ways to maybe get the support, how do I get the support of that person that I want to cheer me on and celebrate me is to stop doing some things. Mm because so many people in our community are potentially doing that. I feel unsupported in my YouTube channel. The reason they're not supporting you is because you're also trying to write a book Mm -hmm. and start a blog, and it's actually three channels you want to start, and you told them last week that you were gonna start something else, and the week before you that you were gonna start something else. They would love to get behind you, but they are soberly evaluating the situation and being like, well, here's another thing. Mm -hmm. There's no way you're gonna succeed at this, and it's true. You're listening to this right now, and you're like, it actually is true. I've taken on too much. So I love that, get focused. 
um, and they might be able to get behind the one big idea and the one thing you're building, which brings us to number seven in terms of, man, what do I do with unsupportive people towards my dream, my business dream, is who is supporting your dream? I think we have to acknowledge that even if you are skilled at what you're doing or you're at least putting in the hustle to build the skill, that you have a reputation for follow through, that you actually have articulated your vision, that you are really good with your priorities. This is pretty amazing too, but if you're doing all that, you're, you're good with your priorities, you're super focused, you are understanding, you've put yourself in their shoes, they still might be unsupportive. Mm -hmm. Like they still just might not be super pumped. They might kind of have a negative energy. It, they might kind of be a Debbie Downer. They might kind of rain on your parade. There could be a lot of emotional things going in there. They could be just jealous or it could be an inner issue or there's all kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Then the question is, well, who is supporting your dream? It's still possible to build a dream in that environment. You can't, you can't change Sometimes you can't change circumstances a lot of times and mm -hmm. you can't always change people most of the time, but you can always change your perspective and you can always then shift your actions. Who is supporting your dream? And are you intentionally building a support circle? Mm -hmm. um, and have you been looking ultimately for, uh, for support from the wrong person? Yes. Because of course you want to be like, if you say that the only way I'm going to feel fulfilled or even be able to succeed on YouTube is if I get support from this one person, then you've given away your personal power. Mm -hmm. But if you say, listen, I understand it. And, I, and this was a huge re kind of a, a realization I had to come to was I have, I felt probably mostly indifference from those around me or rather just misunderstanding. I just like, it wasn't that they were unsupportive. It's that they didn't just get it. Like yeah. your parents are like, I just don't even know what you do. And me thinking, oh, I wish you did. I wish you understood me. I wish I could talk to you about this. What I learned was like, no, I, I just need to have a circle and an outlet where I can connect with people on that level. And I think that's what we've built here at Think Media. Mm -hmm. Like you and I, we could geek out on marketing and funnels and socials and YouTube and algorithms at dinner. And when we're out on a double date with our spouses, like they're not wanting to talk about YouTube and algorithms. And so, so that's great. Mm -hmm. Like that's actually really a healthy, clear thing to understand. So who can you get around you? That's what we've done with the Video Ranking Academy community. People love the Facebook group because that might be their one place to really vibe with people that can talk YouTube who do understand their dream, who mm -hmm. do support their dream. And so no matter who's in, your, your cousins don't understand you, your parents don't understand you, uh, they're not really feeling supportive, well, build a circle somewhere else. Yeah. Healthily, just get people in your life that can feel that dream, encourage you. Look for a, a mentor, a friend, someone who can speak life into you. Um, and sometimes that's all that you need and that can help you get to your goals. Yeah, and I think for me, initially, I really wanted acceptance. Um, I really wanted to be seen by the people that were in my life for the achievements that I was doing. I was putting my worth into what I was building and I didn't really have much to show for it. When I started to shift my focus from actually wanting their acceptance to saying, actually, what community am I in that I already feel accepted in? Um, I did this initially because I, I'm, I'm an introvert. It's not like I went out in Facebook groups and was like, hi guys, where are you at? I'm very much an introvert. I actually started to get that from um, private groups of courses that I was a part of like Video Ranking Academy, but also by just becoming more confident mm. in just what I was already doing, what I knew I was called to, where I knew I was going, where I didn't then need the accolades from other people. I didn't need their appreciation and acceptance and all those things because I knew what I was called to do. Mm. And so I started digging deeper into books about just understanding my own self-confidence, understanding that 
I was needing the acceptance of others because I had such low self-esteem in who I personally was that once I started to build that muscle, and for me, once I found Christ and once I really knew what I was here to do, that's when it shifted for me where I thought, my husband supports me for who I am and what I'm doing. I don't actually need him to every day say like, add a girl, you know, or, oh my goodness, the book you're writing is amazing. He probably will read it or maybe he won't and I won't, that'll be okay yeah. because I don't need that verbal um, acceptance from people anymore. But I think it's important that you say, who is in my circle? The Think Media team, you're right. I could build a funnel and you're like, great job, Heather. And I'm like, he gets me. He knows what I'm talking, like, great job. I like that funnel, I like what you did. But I don't, I'm not, I'm not craving it anymore. And I think building that self-confidence muscle, getting in a group of people who, uh, it rubs off. When you're around other confident people, you're like, oh, that's what it looks like. Oh, okay. So when you're in, communities like Video Ranking Academy, you'll start to see that. You'll start to see that making one video becomes easy. You'll start to see that as you are doing this more and more that the muscle is being built of just you actually supporting yourself on the thing that you're doing. Super powerful. So use those seven questions. What this, I think the most powerful thing we could change today is maybe what we can do, mm -hmm. how we can shift, how we can communicate our vision better, how we can maybe work on our reputation, how we can stop worrying about, oh man, I just wish they would support me and maybe think maybe there's some stuff I need to do. It also could be on them, but these seven questions are really a framework that we encourage you. I think this can change your relationships, build some more momentum and help you reach your YouTube goals faster. Well, I hope that conversation was of value to you and I have a question for you. What is your next step after listening to this conversation and diving into what it, you know, the questions to reflect on? Here's something to think about. Do you need to be reframing this experience to see it from your spouse's or your mom's or your roommate's perspective? Just walk a mile in their shoes a little bit and see if how you are seeing it is the right way. I hope that that is helpful to you. And I have so many announcements that you just need to stay locked in for. One, you can enter in to win our holiday giveaway. This is a brand new giveaway at winthistech.com. All you have to do to enter is go to winthistech.com and we are giving away a brand new YouTube studio, including the Sony ZV-E10 camera, as well as the lighting, microphone, and so much more. So if you wanna enter into this holiday giveaway, you can do that at winthistech.com. And second, our community shout out is brought to you by workwiththink.com. We are hiring here at Think Media, and I can't wait for you to read all of the jobs we have available. We are also doing a paid internship. So if this sounds intriguing to you and you want to see some of the positions we have open here at Think Media, you can go to workwiththink.com. Now, our shout out from rating and reviewing the podcast over on Apple iTunes, nope, on Apple Podcasts is where you go, is from Jesse C., Jesse says, loads of immense value here. This podcast is inspirational. Not only that, it equips you with what you need to keep creating. Start creating and create the best content possible. Thank you so much for leaving that comment over on our podcast side. And I wanna also shout out all of our YouTube viewers. Did you know that we also video record this podcast? So if you're not subscribed on our YouTube channel, you can do that there. I'd love to shout out Michael today. He says, it's refreshing to know that trying new things is encouraged by the Think Media team. I've created a market that wasn't niche enough, but I'm narrowing my audience and I'm in the process now of rebranding and it's going to be great. And it's been great so far. 
Thank you, Michael, for taking the time to leave that comment over on YouTube. We love to hear from you. So let us know in the comments, what was your aha moment from today's podcast? Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch it in the next episode. Are you ready to start or grow your YouTube channel? Do you feel stuck and need help connecting the dots? Join this free web class where you'll learn the step-by-step playbook for YouTube success. We've helped thousands of purpose-driven entrepreneurs just like you grow their influence with video. Register today for this exclusive training at thinkmasterclass.com.